All right, everyone. It is the NFL Draft, the 32nd pick belonging to the host, the Kansas City Chiefs, who secured Felix Andrike Uzama, the edge rusher from Kansas State. We've got our Locked On Chiefs host, Ryan Tracy, with us. I am Jordan Black, but first, Locked On NFL's draft coverage is presented by Ultimate Football GM. You think you can run an NFL franchise? Visit ultimate-gm.com to play the Ultimate NFL GM simulation game and start your dynasty today. Ryan, you have been right at the heart of it in Kansas City along for the ride that is the NFL draft. And day one has come to a close with the Chiefs making their pick. Tell us everything we need to know about Felix Andrique Uzama, who is going by FAU for short. What do Chiefs fans and NFL faithful need to know about him? Well, it's kind of a rejoice. Everything's consolidating around Kansas City. Being able to march out the Lombardi Trophy before you make your selection is something that's really unique and all of Kansas City was out here supporting the event but to be able to to take a selection that's within the state as well that they've been linked to for quite a while was the culmination of a very long process of running a number of unique players through their system uh, and a lot of high visibility prospects came in to actually work out with Patrick Mahomes on the wide receiver side now all top four of my wide receivers went off the board fairly uh, succinctly there long before the Chiefs were able to make that selection. And, and Jordan, the, the big thing about it was there was a lot of talk of trade up. There were a lot of phone call selections uh, or conversations that is talking about selections that maybe could move around. None of them came to fruition. And when it came down to making the selection at 31, uh, for Felix, it was a player that the Chiefs believed in. They had an opportunity to trade out, as we heard from Coach Reed himself, and they elected to stay and take FAU to bring into the Kansas City Chiefs organization because they like what he brings. It is what's a changing environment on the defensive front in Kansas City between Steve Spagnuolo and his traditional oversized power edge kind of system with Joe Cullen, who likes a little bit more of an explosive athlete and has run the 3-4 in the past. They're both in on this selection, and that kind of unified it for Andy Reid and made him uh, put his two cents in, shall we say, so that Brett Feach could stick where he was, take the selection that was Hometown favorite, Connections, uh, grew up in the area as well. It's kind of a home run, not just for the city, but for the event and everything being centered in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I like that note. You mentioned you had him maybe going tomorrow, round two kind of guy. But the fact that he was right there in the backyard and, and maybe was able to have some more meetings with the Chiefs, do you think that played into this pick at all? I think it's something that certainly set them uh, in a comfortable position when they initially met with him. Uh, I think the other thing is that <clears throat> he is a value, and I think that was pretty evident from the get-go. In the way that he was utilized in college, you could see that he had some power aspects. The Chiefs were moving to kind of a more uh, versatile front where you can have some inside-outside players that can do a little bit of everything. They had that in spades on film, but what they're going to use him for now is to set the edge in the run on the outside, which he does play the run well. And they're going to let him come off the far edge. He'll be a, in a seven technique or a wide nine most of the time, which will really unlock what he's explosively capable of that we saw more in 2021 than we saw in 2022. This is a bookend to their selection of last year in George Karloftis that plays with power, can come around and has a little bit more bend than maybe we thought. This is more of the bookend to that that can dip and rip and come off the edge and give you a bit of both flavors of pass rush. So I've seen the Chiefs need to pair with Chris Jones. And what I do think is a coming selection to provide more interior pass rush, probably tomorrow, but certainly on day three. Speaking of the coming picks, the coming rounds, what else do the Chiefs need to address position-wise? 
Well, what they didn't get to address, which we thought going in maybe right there with the edge rusher, was the wide receiver position. And a lot of guys that they liked went off uh, in the first two uh, sections there. Not necessarily back-to-back, but enough that you would say the first tier is gone. Now, the second tier is very interesting. For the Chiefs, who have a lot of 5'10 to 6-foot receivers, the X factor is really what they're looking for. Maybe the sizable type guy that changes their pattern so they don't have all the same body style, body size, composition type receivers. So you have prospects like Cedric Tillman coming. You have Jonathan Mingo on day two. I expect A.T. Perry to go on day two. Those are all selections that can bring one flavor or another of an X type receiver to this offense that pairs with MVS and expands what they're able to do in 2023. I'm curious what you heard from the press conference. You just had any interesting nuggets, any interesting facts for those of us that weren't able to be there uh, firsthand and listen in. The fact that uh, the calls were being made to the last second and that they were able to trade out but chose not to. That's what it all comes back to is it's not just uh, a selection out of necessity. Uh, I was a proponent of Nolan Smith in our network-wide mock draft. It nearly came to fruition if we'd gotten past one selection. Thank you, Philadelphia Eagles. But it came down to that selection. I think in the end, it worked out in a way that allows them to stay true to their board not sacrifice value for draft picks and come back and really reset the board for tomorrow with their other needs, which are offensive tackle and that wide receiver group. Both, I think, have plenty of options on day two that allow them to get things done. And then just being in Kansas City, the draft being their union station, everything looked from afar really neat, really special. What was your um, point of view, perspective on, on how everything was done in Kansas City? the home of the defending champs. How did you think everything went? It, it was really fun experience. And because of the situation uh, where it was with the North Lawn being so exposed and being able to have a, a group of people down there and enjoy the, the Chiefs experience, the NFL draft experience, all the, the booths and experiential happenings down there, that's really great. But I thought it also showed the history of the city a little bit. I thought the green room was really unique and showing off Union Station, which is a mainstay in the city. And I thought it kind of wrapped everything together. Uh, And I give kudos to the Chiefs fans supporting uh, even maybe some of their rivals as they're making selections. You didn't hear a whole lot of negative feedback from the crowd. It was very much uh, an event to be shared and enjoyed. And I think that's the way that it went down. Your fans probably want to hear your uh, perspective, too, on just the overall draft. Were there any major surprises that stuck out to you? I mean, there's there's a handful of, of selections that went well before I expected them to, but you can see the reasons why. I think there was a lot of risk-taking in this first round, certainly a lot of movement, and I know the Chiefs were trying to be involved in that, but overall, the league, I think, was very, very active tonight, and I think that says that it was a split class in that certain teams had certain evaluations based on trace that they really wanted to hone in on, but there was no consensus. And in the end, that makes it fall in some ways common. It puts you out of pick selection possibilities and in some ways allowed you to move in your own circle and go after a prospect that you can tailor to your system. And I think that's what we're going to see in the coming years, particularly at the DB position uh, and some at the interior offensive line as well that I think is going to be big tomorrow. Tomorrow, exciting to see what happens tomorrow and throughout the remainder of the draft. For more on the Chiefs, be sure to listen and tune in to Locked on Chiefs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Ryan, appreciate your insight for all things NFL and Chiefs and NFL draft. Thank you so much.